0: Welcome to Enneagram Plus Yoga, a podcast for the body, heart, and mind, and we're so thrilled to have with us today Autumn Edwards. Autumn is an Enneagram 8. She's a longtime yoga practitioner, and she's also a designer who owns her own business, Lala Designs. We're so thrilled to have her on the podcast today. When she talked to us about being interviewed, she said that what she really wanted to talk about is how the Enneagram has helped her to connect better with her clients. So today we're going to talk about how do we connect to colleagues or clients who are Enneagram types 8, 9, and 1. So that's the topic. I think you're really going to enjoy Autumn and this episode. Thank you so much for listening. Let's dive in straight where we left off from the last interview. I can see that when I look at your Instagram reel. You were working hard, like an eight, and you've probably oh, done that your whole life.
1: I, I don't know anything other than work. I mean, yeah. We, yeah. we always had to work. We had a garden, There was we were washing dishes, we were cooking. I mean, it, like, so much responsibility. There wasn't a whole lot of time to discuss feelings, or, you know, we were just surviving. Mm-hmm. You know, and it, it took... Uh, it took a lot but I'm mm-hmm. thankful for that at the time as a kid I hated it I mean we'd go pick weeds in the garden in the hot I'd be like oh my god this is terrible why everybody else is going to football games or whatever you mm-hmm. know but you know I have a I have a strong work ethic and mm-hmm. um, I do value that I will do what I have to do mm-hmm. yeah what is your wing so I think so interesting I mean I like think like a 7 to mm-hmm. I think I'm a, definitely a 7 I mm-hmm. think that as I've gotten older I think they say you know that the wings balance and I think the nine has you know I see the benefit of a nine and um but I was very much a peacemaker between my mom and my dad I was Mm -hmm. always like trying to help them navigate the the craziness that they had going on because it didn't it didn't feel good to always not know what was Mm going to happen screaming Mm -hmm. and yelling and you know and Mm -hmm. just wanting to protect Mm -hmm. three siblings from all of that Mm -hmm. you know um so there's a part of me for sure that shut down any like ability to want need have my -hmm. needs met it was more like I just won't want anything I'll have low expectations of people that and that way I won't be disappointed but I'll Mm -hmm. take care of these guys and um that was sort of the role I played yeah
2: what is your subtype um, I think
1: self-preservation, sexual, and then social. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think you know, mm-hmm. getting into that—that that was a fascinating part of learning the enneagram. Was like, you know, your number is important, but like that subtype, mm-hmm. that's the stack. Mm-hmm. You know, especially in relationships, I think that's kind of a huge, mm-hmm. like a friend and I, a friend of mine. She and I would talk about her husband would come home, and he would want to clean up all the dishes and, like. Before he would talk to her about, and she just wanted him to come home and like sit down and talk mm-hmm. with her, and he just wanted to get all the dishes clean and everything done before. And she's like, "I don't care about the dishes." Like, you know, I think mm-hmm. he was self-pres and she was like one-to-one or sexual mm-hmm. and needed that. And it was Infimacy just... This, of the there was one-to-one. just this major disconnect, and it would just make her so mad and hurt. And and I'm like, I don't have to wash the dishes, but I certainly do feel better when everything's like in place. But mm-hmm. I'll drop it if. We need to hammer, you know, stuff yeah. out. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know. It's, I think self president but maybe sexual. I don't know. Yeah. What do y'all think? I mean, yeah. I, 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 I think self president Yeah. 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 You Resources, know, to hear, surviving. I do what
2: I need to yeah. do. Yeah. That you know, and that res- I, that's what I am, and yeah. that that resonates because, and I think it comes from you have gone without. And it yes. was a survival mode. Yeah. That's just how I interpret it. You're right. And I would never be in that place again. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And I would do what I need to yeah. do. Oh,
1: yeah. I mean, to we never, had to be, ever be
2: in that place again. And for yeah. my kids to never be in that place again, yeah. to not ne- even know. Yeah. So
1: that's... Which is really how I got into design was that, you know, I really liked nice things, but mm-hmm. I also had made a very conscious decision when my kids were little because they were not going to daycare. <laughs> No offense to people to choose that. For yeah. me, I just I was so like so after having kids, I was like, like protective, you know, immediately, and yeah. so I just had fear of what people would do, or would they feed them, and they'd be sweet to them. So it was yeah. like I had to learn how to make things look a certain way because I might like this, but you know, I couldn't afford fifteen hundred dollar dressers. So I learned how to paint things and redo things and um that was just being resourceful and that felt good, you know, and it, it took some time. And so then over time I was able to share those skills with people because really I wasn't thinking about working with people with enormous budgets and Mm -hmm. like I do now at times, I'm like, this is the mom that just wants to know where to put the couch and she's home all day and she just wants it to feel pretty. That's, that's where like, I'm like, I want to help those people. Yes.
2: So you understand.
1: Yes. And so, my design business is is structured differently than a lot of designers because of that very thing. Mm-hmm. you know, I don't ever want to and it's kind of a tricky part. I don't ever want to leave somebody out that just needs a little bit of direction. So there's a little bit of a teacher in me too mm-hmm. that loves to just sometimes when I get a hold of somebody and I look in the room, and I'm like, well, you've got plenty of stuff to work with. Let's paint this, let's paint this, let's move this, you know, and then I get them going and then they're like, would have never thought of that and it just feels better so does that make sense yes it does yeah Mm -hmm. so I don't ever want to forget the roots of that's where that started yeah and then over time I've developed you know other skills and Mm -hmm. so well, if
0: you are a self-preservation ape, that makes sense with the daycare piece because you just want to keep your kids safe, and you didn't always have that in your childhood, oh, yeah. that you're cultivating yeah. that for them, yeah. but then also yeah. the ape protecting them, and yeah. so yeah. that makes total sense.
1: Yeah, there were times when your we kids were like, we don't know if we're getting picked up. We don't know who's taking us. We don't know if, mm-hmm. you know, it was very, yeah, and like you said, it's like, Oh, hell no. My kids are never... Like, my whole purpose in life was to love these two little creatures with all my heart and soul and protect them from mm-hmm. whatever I could. Mm-hmm. And so... Yeah. You yeah. know, and, and my husband was the same. We were... You know, he did the same. We were good at that. It just, It But it probably wasn't good for the relationship because we didn't let them go a lot. We weren't able mm-hmm. to be away from them because mm-hmm. we were protective in that way. So... Mm-hmm. Yeah. Looking back, you know, I wish I could have been a little less protective, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> the sports barn was awesome, because I would take them there when they were little, and Miss A and Dot. Did you ever go to the sports barn? Mm-mm. Oh, well, they were wonderful.
0: Yeah, the sports barn's great. So yeah. I'd take
1: them downtown. I'd go, like, 10 o'clock, 10.30, because, mm-hmm. like, the rush would be gone, and so they wouldn't mm-hmm. get sick. And I could do a workout <clears throat> and take a shower and, like, dry my hair and put makeup on and that felt amazing that was like my like break and so yeah. that was that was that was fun fun times for sure and they got to play and they loved on them so that was was good yeah we missed yeah. the sports bar yeah so downtown. you went there no. yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah i know it was, it was so sad place. it's not even open
0: yeah they still have the north and east location
1: mm. but not it's not the same no, and they go not in the there same. with the rocket balls and yeah like, run around and get some energy out so yeah, I went to
0: the North Sports Barn this okay. morning for yoga. So oh, a shout out did? to them. I okay. still have good yeah. yoga. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Um, but so do you yeah. do yoga? Do you teach yoga or do you just practice yoga? I do yoga? teach. Yeah. Okay, okay. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah, awesome. Yeah, awesome. I know. I love yoga.
0: So let's transition a little bit just to talk about yoga. Tell me mm-hmm. about the yoga community that you are a part of, okay, and why that community is important in your life.
1: Um. Okay. So. Like I said, Sports Barn, I was a big, like, runner, anything that was super intense, like, Mm -hmm. push, 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 hard, hard, hard. Um, So I did that at Sports Barn for years, and then, I can't remember, I think it was Carrie Fowler. Mm Do You know Mm -hmm. Carrie, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. I I don't remember where we were, but she's like, why don't we go to this yoga class? And I was like, okay. And I was thinking, okay, I don't know what this is going to be like. We go in, we go to the very back corner. I can't remember the name of the teacher. It was a guy. He moved to Florida. He had a bald head. Um, what was his name? Uh, Marine. Former Marine. Yes. Um, yes. What was it his name? It'll come to me. It'll anyway, die. so he's I'm at the front, front of the, for the room. For, and it's a band. Mm-hmm. Perry. And, like, Perry. Yes. Mm-hmm. I didn't know. And him. so I'm like, we're at like back left corner. And this is when it was Southern, not Southern Soul, North Shore, Shore Yoga. When it was Sarah and Jessica Jolly mm-hmm.
2: had opened it.
1: And mm-hmm. um, I'm in there, and like, he's like, telling everybody what to do and Carrie and I look at each other and I'm like what the fuck <laughs> like why are we sitting here like when are we going to get moving <laughs> Like, I'm here to work out I got an hour and I was just sitting there and then we'd get going I was like oh this is hard I like it and then the, the shavasana at the end I was like why am I laying here I can't mm-hmm. lie here <laughs> I'm just having this going everybody else is like so chill and I'm like I don't like this part so that the, that took me some time but once I like realized oh my gosh this is perfect for me it's like Mm -hmm. I get a little calming I can you know drop down into my body get out of my head Mm -hmm. breathe be quiet for a minute um meditate which I really don't meditate great but pray at the time I think I did a lot of praying and um and uh it just I was hooked I mean Mm -hmm. it's been probably 12 years I don't I've primarily done yoga at at the studio um and I love it. I've love, loved the relationships with people I've met there, the teachers. Tell us it's, which studio. I go to Southern Soul. Mm-hmm. But it has been Southern Soul Hot Yoga Plus, And North Shore Yoga. And North Shore Yoga. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, and Sarah and Jessica Jolly, they were the, t- you know, the two owners at the time. And I appreciate that I had them because... There was always hands-on assist. There was a lot of instruction on alignment. And I really just, mm-hmm. I grew to love it. It, it, it. And for me, it wasn't competitive with anybody else. Like, any, all, everything else I'd done, like running races or spin, it was just felt like everybody's competing. Uh, yoga, for me, is just so much more of like an, I'm not even thinking about what anybody mm-hmm. else is doing. It's just so much just about where am I today and do I need to push myself? Or can I be a little gentler on myself? So yoga has taught me a lot about not always push, 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 because I've always just pushed everything. And so there's some days it's it's okay to be in child's mm-hmm. pose and not kill it and fall on my face when I try to do a handstand or whatever. You know, it just and it's also for me kind of like a dance and it's artistic and it's creative mm-hmm. and especially if the music's really good. That, that's always a big deal for me. So, I mean, yoga is like magic for me. It has been. Mm. I absolutely love it. I love the heat. Do you like the heat? I love the heat, but you I have the to ones? be careful
2: with it <laughs> yeah. uh, when it takes me off balance. So summertime, yeah. I tapered off just yeah. because we're in Southeast and it's just so hot.
1: Yeah, no, I remember mm-hmm. experiencing some panic attacks uh, for the first time in yoga go, mm-hmm. when I walked in when it would be so hot I didn't feel safe and I was like 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 I gotta catch my breath I'm Two gonna be okay chance. I'm gonna be okay yeah mm-hmm. so I'd have to breathe and mm-hmm. like you know mm-hmm. sit there and, and be uncomfortable so yeah. Yeah. yeah so and just the women the connections you know over the years it's just been amazing like yeah. I love everybody that I've met there everybody is so warm and kind and mm-hmm. you know I love Lisa, like, always, like, She's saying. She's by the way. Yes. <laughs> and I've known Lisa for a long time. That doesn't surprise me. But. She and I should probably talk sometime. Yeah. Um, you know, I love when she says, like, look around. If someone you've not seen, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. like, smile. And, like, I was always aware of that. Like, if there's somebody new, I always wanted to introduce myself, make them feel comfortable. Because mm-hmm. I knew how it felt, like, going in there not knowing anybody. So yeah. I love that part of it. So, it's a wonderful community. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: And I love what you said about needing that rest as an eight and a lot of giving yourself permission. Yeah. Just say yoga is powerful because all of a sudden they are given permission to slow down and eights are so. You can't Yeah. You're
1: like, if you're slow, if you're, you're not doing something, getting something done, you feel like you're being lazy or Mm -hmm. unproductive. And so, yeah. It's, it's, um, it's still not easy for me to always be calm. Like, you know, sometimes I get out there early. I'm like, I got to get stuff done. But the days I don't do it, I always regret it. Mm -hmm. You know, I, it, in fact, it was kind of like, there was a period of time I didn't do it because I was so busy with work and it was like, I could just feel the tension in my body and I just didn't feel good and I was more stressed. And so it was like, I'm going to work my work schedule around my yoga practice (laughs) Mm -hmm. and make that a priority and so um I still try to do that
2: Yeah. so smart. Well, well let me shift. It is smart. <laughs> yes. Let me shift gears. So when we get mm-hmm. a new um, guest onto our podcast, we usually hammer out, what do you want to talk about, mm-hmm. and kind mm-hmm. of setting up the time, the date, and one of us usually communicates. So Christy was um, emailing with you back and forth, and then she forwards me the email. <laughs> I'm going to read it. I, I was I in excited. a fiery <laughs> mood. I <laughs> was so excited, because usually, like, okay, it's, you know, okay, this is the topic. now let's think of the questions but here's what you said however I can't promise that I won't venture into uncharted territory maybe bring up controversial subjects as long as you girls are good with what I'm with that I'm good with that and I got so excited I I was like yes finally Uh, let's rock the boat so let's rock rock the boat. boat well I have rocked the boat you know in
1: terms of like what's happened you know divorcing my husband, going into a relationship with somebody that I very much love and am very, very happy with, has caused many people to go completely crazy. Why? Because how could I do that to my ex-husband, who clearly adored me and was perfect, and why would I ever want to leave that marriage? And so it's this belief or narrative that somehow I woke up one night and just decided ah, I'm going to hook up with somebody and just end a marriage, which was not at all what happened. I was literally in counselor's offices trying to wrap my mind around, is it okay to divorce? Is mm-hmm. Am I going to hell if I divorce? Because I made a commitment and a vow, and that was very important to me. Mm-hmm. It was like... Mm-hmm you know, I was, I was struggling and I don't tell people about like a lot of people talk to me about their stuff, but it wasn't like I was telling people because Mm -hmm. it was like, it really wasn't bad. It just, we were not growing together. It felt, it felt forced Mm -hmm. and it was really difficult because I didn't want to break that up for my kids and said that the way people have picked sides and assumed things went down the way they did without even asking me and have made things up. Mm. is infuriating. Yeah. And it's wrong. And I fucking want women who are unhappy to stand up and do what makes them happy. Mm-hmm. Because so many don't. And I'm not going to use names, but
2: you think many of, of my friends judged?
1: just stay because they... Are going to be judged, and but they're miserably married. They don't even mm-hmm. connect with their husbands. They're just, or vice versa, and they're just going through the motions. And I'm, I remember standing back, watching this happen, and thinking, I can't do that for the rest of my life. Mm-hmm. Just to say, ah, this is an endurance race. Let's just let's just keep it going because that's um, the right
2: thing. To the do. right
1: thing to do, and that's honorable.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: You stay married. For a long time, and it's like, that's awesome. But does anybody ask those people, were you happily married? Was it fulfilling? Did you love one another? Like, that is marriage, yeah. not yeah. the amount of time you're, you're married. And I mean, you guys may not have experienced this, but just the, the criticism and people don't understand the other side. And so people are mean yeah. about it. And it, it really pisses me off. I mean for me I never wanted to hurt him and I do think that he loved me and I very much loved him and we worked really hard to raise a sweet family but like we needed to be on separate paths we didn't have anything in common mm-hmm. I mean outside of our children really yeah. I mean um and so it was either I die and continue to just suppress what mattered to me and just to stay married and make everybody happy or I get I I have some courage and I say I I can't do this anymore Mm -hmm. and it it took a long time a long time and nobody supported me when I made that decision I'm sorry
0: that's really painful and I think that's another piece about why it's hard to be an 8 in the south because you're strong you're powerful you're decisive you trust your gut Mm -hmm. and you did that with whether or not to divorce like and like you said it wasn't an easy decision you Mm -hmm. did counseling you went through a process um but but there are a lot of people in the south that don't appreciate a woman who can choose what's best for her and that autonomy of the eight like to just know like this is individually what I need yeah. and that's okay um, and I yeah. wasn't
1: leaving my marriage to be with somebody else I yeah. was, I was knew I was divorcing I just didn't know when and how and I had to be I had to think about my kids I had to think about my financial situation mm-hmm. there, there were a lot of dynamics at play and and it just you know it just was devastating mm-hmm. to to be treated by people that I loved and had been there, like, like ride or die, and to have just been, like... Shunned. Shunned. Uh, I mean,
2: yeah. I
1: need passion. I needed, I needed a, a partner, an equal partnership, where we both kind of had the same, like, frequency and energy and pace, and, and he was always... I was... I felt like I was always having to just be pulled back and to keep him mm-hmm. comfortable. And that wasn't fair. No, and that to neither of you. It wasn't fair to him, it wasn't fair to my kids. Mm-hmm. Because as they got older, they saw it. Um, and I, you know, we I, we worked on it. I mean, I know I did everything I could because it was the last thing on earth that I wanted to do. I mean, my grandparents were married for forever. Divorce is not prominent in our family. Mm-hmm. I mean, I was like, no way. No way. But, like, honestly, I just wish more people talked about how freeing it can be mm-hmm. to be honest with yourself and be like, you know what? I'm not happy. Yeah. Yeah. I am not happy, and I need to figure out what makes me happy. Yeah. Not what I should do because everybody else thinks that's the right thing to do. Mm-hmm. And I just had to follow my gut. And it was, like, going against, like, a hurricane. A hurricane. Mm-hmm. Like, I had no idea how I was going to do it. I had no idea how I was going to make it work. It was, like, literally one step at a time. But I just knew I had to... I had to to get out. You know, I have one love story that... hmm yeah. With my ex-husband, who I loved and who I had two beautiful children with, no regrets. Yeah. And now I am on another phase of life, and the love story and the experience... And the connection and the health and the growth and that we have experienced Mm -hmm. over the last year and a half is literally like nothing I've ever experienced in Mm my life
2: well Mm -hmm. let me tell you and I think I speak on Christie's behalf we're happy for you Mm -hmm. and that is beautiful to hear it is empowering to hear it is brave to hear yeah and you look fantastic (laughs) Mm -hmm. you glow every time I see you you're a beautiful woman all around but it just there's an energy about you and I it just it makes me happy just to be around that Mm -hmm. so kudos to you so
1: and I think that's what I'm trying to communicate is that like that's how we make the world a better place is we we are happy in ourselves and we it just Mm kind of overflows except there's so many people walking around who are just And just accepting things because this is just the way it is. And so, it doesn't have to be that way, folks. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It really doesn't. And like I said, my kids, although they have experienced pain and hurt, but they also understood because I was very open with and honest with them about it. And um, they're older, but they're looking at their relationships Mm -hmm. and what their marriage and... How they're gonna do things differently, and it's their path, and it's just beautiful to watch them become young adults and not be this in this little bubble you got to do it this way, you know it's like I don't know I think it's it's totally okay and I mean, I never thought this would be me ever like I mm-hmm. completely loyal, married for twenty four years yeah with him for twenty seven. It's not like I just went crazy, <laughs> you know? It's like yeah. when, you, when, when marriages end at that point, it's like people need to be, okay, something else is going on. You don't know
2: what you don't know. And just like you said, mm-hmm. just a little bit of grace. So Autumn, my question to you is: How does the enneagram facilitate the communication with different types of clients? Okay, I know that you yes. have a variety. So talk yes. to me about
1: that. And in fact, like I told you guys in the beginning, like I really wanted to write a book, like or if, whether whether it was an ebook or just a little snippet about like how to work with different numbers and interior design projects because mm-hmm. I give it to every client and it's it's not heavy it's not like you're going to take a personality test it's like hey this do you know about the Enneagram well, sometimes they do sometimes they don't mm-hmm. and um, I just like to give it to um, clients just so that I kind of have a little bit of a big picture like how you want to communicate and I explain like. Some people don't need a little bit more time making decisions. Some people like me, eights and threes, they just want efficiency and quick mm-hmm. to the point. So usually they do that. Um and so it's been great. I mean, usually they're pretty open and um and it helps me know how to structure my the project. How am I gonna communicate? Do I need to hold their hand a little bit more? Do they need more reassurance? Like, you know. Mm-hmm fives you know they want all the information and
2: Mm -hmm. (laughs) I love fives
1: yeah like because I go to five and stress and they know everything about everything so it's like you know giving them all the information if I've got a one you're gonna like this it's like i better make sure
2: i better make sure the nail heads are in one straight line i drive one space
1: spaced accordingly one's crazy it's like if i punctuate they're the ones that are going to tell me something is not punctuated correctly or why wait why are you doing it this way and um so i have i know on their front end i've got to. Present differently yeah. to uh-huh. ones sometimes, uh-huh. and then you know other types are like fours. I mean, they're all about you know everything being super unique to them, yeah. and they mm-hmm. care. And so, like I know what I'm getting into with that, and I can kind of go off the beaten path with those clients. So, um, yeah, it's a great tool. It's a great tool for me to explain. Hey, I'm pretty direct and make decisions really quickly. If you mm-hmm don't i can help you with that but if you feel like i'm not hearing you because i really want to speak their language i really mm-hmm. want to know what do they want not yeah. what i want and so the enneagram really helps me to get to that point quicker
2: and because smart of you to use it as a tool like you said because we i think a lot of people you know, take a test. This is my number and we put it to the side mm-hmm. and it's meant to be a tool and not only personally but also professionally. I mean, in I mean, every aspect I of life. I think it should be
1: given in Can all be- hiring. All Like, I think it is a, I mean, I know Myers-Briggs, Strength Finders, DISC, all of that. I think all the modalities are great but like, the Enneagram is different because it's not based on behavior. It's mm-hmm. it's, it's core motivation. It's the box you put yourself in to survive. So it's, yeah, you know, and it's, developed at an early age and so it's kind of like the mask you wear but it's not necessarily who you are and you have a choice you yeah. can either be you know you can you, you like I know if I'm picking up something because i have gotten mad and I'm going to throw it like I've gone down the the, the, <laughs> the bad side the unhealthy yeah. side so um, it's just kind of like oh, like a roadblock okay wait I'm getting off track here so I know I think it's incredibly valuable in business um it's fun it's Mm -hmm. fun it's a fun Mm -hmm. topic of conversation and um and what's really fun is if I have husband and wives you know sometimes I've really got to determine on the front end who's the decision maker who's paying for it Mm -hmm. because she may want this and it may cost this but if he's really the ultimate decision maker and has a say so then I'm not going to do any good giving all this information to her without him being on board. Yeah. So it's like really bring, bringing the husband and wife together because they live in the house. Like a mm-hmm. lot of times men just feel like they don't even get to say-so. I prefer to work both with them and make sure that they feel respected.
2: And
0: You are using your psychology background. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm just
1: treating people how I think I would want to be treated. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. Because you know there's conflict within husbands. I mean, yeah. Mm -hmm. you know he's like how much does it cost and then they think that I'm just trying to convince them to do something which is never the case like it's like okay this is why and I want you to feel good about it too Mm -hmm. like so yeah and then uh, when I do that a lot of times if they have not when I like one has taken it and the other hasn't, and then all of a sudden they take it and they figure out all the stuff about themselves. It's usually the husband, and then they're giving it to everybody. <laughs> it's so
0: funny. You are I love an it. Enneagram
1: <laughs> evangelical. <laughs> <laughs> but also, I don't want to ever like, you know, you're never supposed to say mm-hmm. you. I think you're three or you're two. Yeah. I think it's like it needs yeah. to resonate with you because it's really For about sure. like self discovery. Yeah. Discovery, right? And it, I always tell people it's usually the one that makes you squirm the most like you, the number you don't want to be mm-hmm. like me like, mm-hmm. like don't you think is that you're all like people I mean that's what I have found it's like you take it and then they read it or they read about the numbers and then they're like oh I don't really think I like the way the four sounds or whatever and it's usually that ends up being their number have that happens that to be a true? lot
0: now I know when I discovered the Enneagram I was like oh yeah too that fits like a glove but then when I started looking at the shadow side of the two yeah oh, I have pride oh I can be manipulative yeah. I didn't really want to own that it took me a while to that's start the squirmy part that's the uncomfortable part like I like all the good
2: parts yeah. but
1: like the shadow side of it's like oh no that's not me yes <laughs> yeah. It's hard to admit that.
0: It is hard to admit that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we thought that we would just look at communication for all nine types and how we can better communicate with each of the nine types, and we're going to let you, since you're an assertive type, take the assertive types, so that's our eight, our seven, and our three. Okay. And then since you're a moving towards type cat, we're going to let you be in charge of the one, two, and six. And then I'll take the withdrawing types, which are the 9, 5, and 4. Okay. And um, and let's just start with the 8, since you're our powerhouse 8. Oh, gosh. And then we'll just move, like, clockwise, so eight,
1: nine, one, 9, and, and go that way. Does that sound good? So you're wanting me to
2: Talk give about. you just
1: what I think communicating with the 8, 7, yes. and 3. Yes, how, like, okay. how to better communicate with those types. Yeah. Does I mean, that work? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, this is, I guess, my opinion based on my experience I think with AIDS be direct don't waste their time don't sugarcoat um, do what you say you're gonna do yeah yeah (laughs) Um, it's important to uh, if there's if you need to confront them I think you do it in a way that's respectful but stand up for yourself because AIDS respect like hey I don't agree with this and this is why like you might think you're going to hurt their feelings or you're scared because they have a strong personality. But I'd say with eights, it's always better to stand up to an eight because they Mm -hmm. will respect that more Mm -hmm. and they will trust you more.
0: Mm -hmm. They're not afraid of an argument.
1: Yeah. No. I mean, and eights are also, I think, in terms of communication, a lot of times we get put in these roles or these positions where we're taking over and taking leadership because nobody else is doing it. But, like, really... For me, I don't always want to be the one doing and taking mm-hmm. control. Like, if somebody else can do it better, I'm all about, like, letting. So I think that's a healthy eight, too. It's like mm-hmm. there are some that just, like, no, I want to do it all. But I'm like, if there's somebody who's better, you know, um, skilled, or I'm like, you please take it. And mm-hmm. I'll, I'll take the back seat and support. Mm-hmm. Um, so in terms of communication, I think just be be open, honest, authentic. I think you do need to write this book about
0: interior design <laughs> yeah. and enneagram and I think how to it communicate. Feel.
1: Yeah, I, I, I would mean, I think it would be huge that. for interior designers to have it. Yeah, you know, just because I don't, know, I don't know, I, I don't think anybody's written it, but. I also feel silly writing a book. No!
2: Like, no. how would I do that? I'm not a one. About I need a one. <laughs> I need somebody who <laughs> has details. Be your editor. Yes. Who has yes, <laughs> your album, everything. That's <laughs> the other thing.
1: I get up every day at like 4, or 4.30. I'm a early, early riser and I write probably for two to three hours a day, research, whatever. And so, um, Clint actually is always like, When am I going to read it? And I'm like, I'm not letting you read what I'm writing because he is very, like, Like, everything is... Precise. Yes, and I'm like, you will look at this like it's a hot mess, because it's just stream of consciousness, like brain dumping, you know? Sometimes I'll go back in, but yeah, I've got all this, all these notes on the Enneagram and design and communication and all that in in this forever online diary that I have in Evernote. Do you guys use Evernote? I don't use Evernote, but
0: I... I can see you writing this book. Maybe <laughs> and then I have, have Boxer. Right
1: now. I have Voxer notes that I can voice memo in my car because, um, you Sometimes. know, I'm in my car all the time. Yeah. And reading is so hard. Everything's on Audible because we're just go, go, go. I do have yeah. to read, so. Okay. Well, do let's I, I do the nine. Goes. You did the an eight. Okay. And
0: so y'all feel free to, to jump in. But one of the things to remember when you're communicating with a nine is they don't like conflict. <laughs> And so you have to communicate in that easygoing, gentle sort of way and just keep that in mind. Also, you want to ask them, like, how are you doing? Because they need to know that their healing message is my presence matters. Yeah. And they want to know that I matter to you and that you're, you know, important, that they're important. Yeah. Um, Because somewhere in their childhood that got missed, right? So they still need that. Um, I would say that nines also are they tend to be more introverted so they need more time than the rest of us and because sloth is their deadly sin like moving towards action and decision making yeah. can be really hard for nine and so mm-hmm. I think that we have to be more patient with nines because they do need more time right so and so just our response needs to be like I know you might want to take some time to think about this now, I would say if you were doing interior design with a nine, you may have to say, let's have a deadline of I do, this day yeah. to, to make a decision. You do. Oh, yeah. Yeah.
1: I know. Yeah. I realize that because having, I think maybe Lance was a nine, but, um, yeah, that's important to them. Just, mm-hmm. like, it matters that I care what you, like, want and what you, you know, take yeah. your time. Yeah. Yeah, 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 I agree. I agree. I agree.
2: I love okay. How you put I, it? I love right. nines. I do. Yeah, I love
1: nines, too. I mean, they're, I love all the numbers. There's not a
2: bad number. There's not a bad number. That's not the, Nine that's is the like beauty. a cashmere of the Enneagram to me. Oh, like, wow. Like, they're just elevated. Like, you yeah. The we'll elevate. Just just feel good number. Yeah. yeah.
0: They say they're the most likable mm-hmm. of all the mm-hmm. numbers. And yeah, I, you I, just
2: want to wrap yourself up in it.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> because of that ease but you're number one tell us about the one so
2: I think with the one we're very similar to eights I think Mm -hmm. ones threes and eights I always feel the closest with Mm -hmm. so in a non-conflict situation the communication needs to be precise it needs to be correct it needs to be logical it needs to be effective it needs to be just so so then we can move on yeah <laughs> We're, let's not dilly dally let's not go on a tangent boom 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 and then we understand each other and it's great as far as the conflict goes i mean and i'm just gonna you know as i always I speak for all the ones in the universe we need to be right and i know the conflict is not about that and i listen to all of the how to argue correctly yeah. it's about understanding the other person it's not about being right or wrong mm. but for one like if you have it in your heart to let a one have the last word yeah oh, i love you this. have it in your heart to <laughs> let the one think that they are the ones in the right and you maybe were in the wrong, which I know that 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 could get so really. So this is how you negotiate with a one if you and really just, want to get somewhere. Just let, let them, them, yeah, let them think they're they're, <laughs> they're right because it is in I... in an argument it is just white and black. It's right really? and wrong. It's mistaken, no mistaken. You just you know admit your mistake and say <laughs> you're sorry, and then we can move on. So my brother is I the love one. This. I mean, it's
1: terrible. Listen, that's my cringy part. I just, love you, I just part. love you owning that and explaining it because I so don't, like, operate in that mindset, mm-hmm. like, at all. But hearing that perspective is kind of beautiful to me. I'm like, it just makes me, You. you this is just really how you think. Yes. You, you yes. can't help it. No. <laughs> so we shouldn't be holding that against you. Like, yes. there's something wrong with you. This is just a one. Let's mm-hmm. have some compassion for that yeah. and be like, okay, I can let this one yeah. go. Like, and it doesn't matter. And eight
0: have strong feelings about yes. what they think, mm-hmm. right? Like they, and, and, and it. sometimes I do think that they also enjoy a good argument, but knowing when to just let it go, like my brother scored as a one and he, hates when I say, let's just agree to disagree.
2: Like, he wants to be right. Let's just
0: agree to disagree. No. He's like,
1: no, tell me I'm right, and then we're going (laughs) to agree to disagree.
2: Exactly.
1: (laughs) How do you handle that?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, We just have gotten used to disagreeing about politics our whole life. but, But sometimes I just, like, say... I can see your point on this. And that is a great way Uh, to to navigate. That's soothing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, Mm -hmm. but not let's agree to disagree. Do not do that with a
1: one. (laughs) So good to know. Learning so much about ones. Yep.
0: Yep. So. Welcome to our meditation moment. For our meditation moment, I invite you to have your palms facing up towards the ceiling. Now, you can do this meditation standing. You can do it in a chair. You can do it on the floor in what we call in yoga an easy seat where you're in a cross-legged position. The palms face up, thumbs and index fingers meet, and we're going to find a breath in and a breath out. You can continue with an intentional breath, or your breathing can be natural. But just knowing that the index fingers are also called the pointer fingers. And maybe symbolically, the pointer fingers represent pointing towards the future. And what is it that you have in mind for your future? What are your goals? What are your dreams? Take two breaths in and out as you consider this. Allow your thumbs to now move to the middle fingers. And today, maybe the middle fingers can represent the middle, the present. This very moment, not the past, not the future, but the here and now. Take a moment just to be here, to get as grounded as you can, grounding your sitting bones towards the earth, lengthening up through the crown of the head. And take two sets of breath as you find gratitude for this moment at hand. Allow your thumbs to now gently touch your ring fingers. And your ring fingers might represent devotion or loyalty. And take a moment to see in your mind's eye somebody who is loyal and devoted to you. A friend, a colleague, a family member. But really try to see them. And as you see them, just find a spirit of thanks for their presence in your life. For the way that they stay committed to you And then find a breath in and a breath out. One more breath in and on your breath out maybe sending this person love and light. And then allow your thumbs to touch your baby fingers, your pinky fingers. And as the thumbs touch your pinky fingers just notice that feeling of the thumbs gently touching your baby fingers. And Mother Teresa said something along the lines of, we may not be able to do great things in this life, but every day we can do small things with great love. And so just take a moment to think of something small that you want to do intentionally, with great love today. And then two sets of breath as you meditate on this. And then allow your hands to face back up towards the ceiling. And as they do that, I want you to notice your thumbs. Your eyes can be opened or closed, but you're still just being aware of this part of your body. So bring your awareness to your thumbs. And sometimes the thumbs are thought to be the strongest of all the fingers. And so symbolically, as we think of that, I want our thumbs to represent our strength our resilience, what we have overcome, maybe what we're overcoming right now in our life. And see if you can do that right now, tapping into your inner resilience, either something you've overcome in your past or something you are striving to overcome right now in your future. And then find two breaths in and out. And then allow your palms to come together and touch and maybe rub them together just creating some really good energy here so rubbing your palms together and just being aware of that energy that you're creating and as you rub your hands together just having that hope for the future and all the goals that you want to accomplish continuing to rub your hands together also think about the present moment and how you want to intentionally tap into that today. Also think about those people in your life who are devoted and loyal. And then remember that you want to do those small things with great love today. And then bring your prayer hands to rest at your heart, thumbs touching your torso, And come back to just knowing that you are strong as you feel your thumbs touch your torso. Remember, you can overcome whatever it is that you're going through right now or find gratitude for what you have overcome in your life. And know that the light in me sees and honors the beautiful bright light in each of you. Thank you for sharing in this practice with me, this practice of meditation. Thank you for listening to this podcast.
2: Namaste.